Hi friends and welcome to the first episode of Chronic Danger. So doing a podcast is something I've wanted to try for a real long time and I've learned that life is far too short to not knock those things off your list. So here I am. I don't really have a good structure yet and I'm just going to be winging it and talking about things that come to the top of my head. But eventually I would like to do interviews and get more into a topic-based show. But today we're going to be talking about resiliency. So resiliency is something that I hold really close to my heart because I think it can apply to literally everything. Whatever you want to put it towards, work, school, personal goals, professional goals, and just getting through life. So we're going to be talking about resiliency. I appreciate all you guys supporting me through all this. I know I've jumped through some hobbies, but it's just something that keeps me busy that helps me move forward. Now, I don't want to get into too much of my background yet because eventually I will but I guess I can just kind of explain on how I got here and why I'm doing this podcast. So for four years now, I've been dealing with health issues, which my friends and people that know me understand this, but if you're new, basically what happened four years ago, out of the blue, randomly I was at, was at work and I got super dizzy and I started losing my vision and ended up in the ER that night and that was four years ago and I haven't felt good since. Um, so yeah, we're going on well, four and a half years now, and I don't want to say it's a medical mystery, but it was a long process to kind of get diagnosed for what was going on. Uh, essentially it came down to, they think I have a chronic illness, uh, dysautonomia. They thought I had POTS for a little bit, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Now they're not quite sure. They think it's something with my autonomic nervous system. Anyways, a little bit of background. It's changed my life, but I'll get more into resiliency just so you guys kind of know, I guess, why I'm passionate about this subject specifically. So something that's always stuck with me, I think they said it like the first day, or maybe not the first day, but the first week of basic training in the Army, we had a, a class on resiliency, and a quote that stuck with me, I wrote it on the back of my notebook, was, be a tennis ball, not an egg, don't break. And I think that Probably sounds pretty simple, but it stuck with me, and I still think of that when I'm going through something. It's just the concept that it's okay. Like, stuff's going to happen. Life sucks. It doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars in your bank account or you're homeless. You're going to have issues, and that's something you can't control. So I always found comfort knowing that be a tennis ball, not an egg, knowing that, hey, it's okay. You're going to hit the ground. Things are going to happen, but you have two options. You can either be that egg crack open, that's it, it's over with, or you can be that tennis ball and bounce back. What a concept. I, I love it. And there's a thousand different stories that you could talk about. Um, there's like the, you know, getting up off the mat, hopping back on the horse. There's so many analogies. But I want to share a story that always stuck with me. I'm not sure who told me this or where I learned this a long time ago, but it's about the farmer and the donkey. I'm sure it's a super old story. But anyways, so there's this farmer, and one night this, his donkey falls into the well. And, you know, he hears him crying and screaming and everything, and he's just, he doesn't know what to do. It's a, it's, it's a big animal. So the farmer goes over to the well, and he's contemplating. He's thinking, you know, well, this donkey's pretty old. And, well, this well, it, it needs to be covered up anyways. It's a safety hazard. So he calls up all of his neighbors, all his friends and everything, and he's like, hey, bring a shovel, guys. We're just going to put him out of its misery. We're going to bury him in the dirt. Two birds, one stone. Well's done, and the donkey will you know, eventually suffocate, I guess. So the donkey's in the bottom of this pit, and the farmer and his neighbors, they just start shoveling all this dirt down to the well. 
And the donkey realizes what's going on. Every time that dirt hits his back, he's like, oh, this is it. You know, I'm going to die here. This is, this is awful. And that just makes the donkey cry more. It's screaming out. And the more they start piling dirt on him, the donkey goes quiet. And the farmer and his friends are just, they're like, well, that's kind of weird. You know, I, I don't know why he's not yelling out anymore. And with every single throw of dirt, that donkey stays quiet. He shakes it off, and he takes one step farther towards the top. And they couldn't believe it. And they keep throwing more dirt on him, and dirt hits the donkey, and he shakes it off and keeps crawling up that well until eventually, to the amazement of the farmer and everyone helping him out, that donkey climbs out of the well and happily walks off. I guess, so the moral of that story is, life's going to throw some dirt on you. And maybe not just life. It could be family, it could be friends, it can even be a significant other because... When things get tough, it's a lot easier for people to keep throwing stuff on you and just expect you to accept it, basically. Knowing that, hey, you got all this stuff going on, like, let's just put him out of its misery. Don't have to hear him cry anymore. Let's forget about it. But the important part of that lesson is you got to shake it off, man. Like, as hard as that sounds and how impossible that sounds, if you think of the worst thing that could happen to you tomorrow, you're like, oh, man, you know, there's no way I could shake it. Like, how, how would I even handle that? But it's not, it's not the point. you got to shake it off. And it's okay. Everyone deals with it differently. You know, me personally, I, I do kind of keep to myself when things get really bad, but I love sharing my experience. And that's not for pity. I think pity is one of the worst things, for me personally, that you can get. If you're going through something, you're like, oh, you don't want the whole, oh, poor baby. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. That's just not me. And you should turn that into anger the more bad stuff that keeps happening, because you can apply this to anything, the person that gets the promotion over you that worked half as hard, or in school, you're studying every night, and there's just those natural people that they get better grades, or athletics, people that were just born to be you know, an athlete. And it's really easy to look at that situation and be like, that's not fair, I'm just going to quit. You know, That person, he's already he or she is already miles ahead of me and didn't have to put an ounce of the effort in that I do. That's not the way to look at it. You need to get mad at these situations. When stuff starts piling up, and it always seems that way, right? You know, you have one bad thing happen in the week, and just after that, it's just like dominoes, one after another after another. And it's really easy to crawl into that hole and be like, oh, poor me. You know, no, everyone's going to understand. If, if I don't want to get up today, they're going to get it. You know, people, especially if you share on social media and stuff, if that's your way of venting, they're like, oh, well, he's going through a lot or she's going through a lot. Like, I understand that they don't want to put in their best effort or do their favorite hobbies or anything. And that's not the right way to look at it. You got to get mad at that kind of stuff. I know it kind of sounds crazy, but you have to get angry at the things that are trying to take you down. Because that's the only way to get through it. I'm going to plug a book here because it's amazing. I don't know why it took me this long to read it, but Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Now, everyone knows David Goggins off the YouTube video, the guy that's running, and he's like, oh, it's raining. He's like, yeah, effing bring it on. Like, the more pain, the better. But what he talks about is basically exactly what I'm talking about, and that's being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And this guy, he went through FUDS, the training for Navy SEALs, three separate times. That's how bad he wanted it. And... Personally, I've, I've listened to a lot of stories and listened to you know David Goggins' stories. And there's a lot of different Navy SEAL-type motivation podcasts out there that you can listen to. But that's tough. And to want to... And it's not being a masochist. There's, I think there's a fine line between that. 
of wanting to be hurt or using that pain to motivate you. And that's what he did. You know, he came from a really rough childhood and he couldn't swim. He was like 100 pounds overweight before he enlisted in the Navy. He wasn't naturally a good runner. And now he's out here running ultra marathons, you know, 100 plus miles. And it didn't happen for him naturally. And I love those type of stories. You know, you hear about a lot of people that it just seems like their whole life just fell into place. Like they didn't have to really think about it. You know, it just, it just happened for him. But I love the stories that people had to fight for it. They had to get kicked in the groin over and over and over again. And they didn't accept it. And I love that. And that's, that's definitely something, especially with you guys that have chronic illness, that's something really relatable for every day. Because you wake up and you're in pain, you know? It's, with my situation specifically, you know, I, I can't go out and go to work. I can't go for rides in cars. I am stuck here. And as much as I want to wake up and just say, you know what, F, you know, F it. Like, I, this sucks. I, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. Like, I can't control that situation, so why should I be positive? Why should I be motivated? But that's when that anger comes in, saying, I'm not going to let this beat me. And that it doesn't have to be something big. It could be something small. It's just little tasks in your day. It could be, well, I hate doing the dishes. And this is a really simple example, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. But do it. If you hate it, okay, then get it done right away. I think anger should be more of a motivation than it's used Nowadays, and stories like David Goggins, you know, it, it explains that. It, use that pain to feel you forward. And my nickname is Danger Dorsey, and that's why, you know, I have Danger Arts and Danger Digital and now Chronic Danger Podcast. And that's because I did some stupid stuff. You know, I, I did some crazy things, and I earned that nickname. And it wasn't because I wouldn't call myself an adrenaline junkie or... I didn't do it for people to be like, oh, man, wow, he's crazy. I did it because I wanted to survive. I don't want to go through bad things for the rush of it or the story. I want to go through something because once you get to the other side, it made you that much stronger. And that's something that I learned a long time ago, um, especially when I wanted to pursue a career in law enforcement and everything, which we can get on that later. But I wanted to make myself tougher in that way. Because the more bad experiences you have, the more comfortable you are with being uncomfortable. It's, it's that resiliency, knowing that, well, hey, man, you know, I, I got through this, and that sucked. Like, that was awful. So why am I freaking out about this? And I have a lot of anxiety, and that's okay. It's the people that say, well, I'm never scared of anything. You know, I, I face everything fearlessly. Cool. Good for you. I don't believe you, but good for you. It's okay to except that you do have anxiety towards something because that's part of life. That's, that's nature. We're biologically, I guess, we know that, hey, I shouldn't do this because it's going to hurt me. And that's what fear is created out of. And, you know, you can talk about the fight or flight techniques or the result of it. You know, if you're going to run away or you're going to fight, that's because somewhere in your genetic makeup is saying, hey, you should do this and you should listen to it. But, just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. Like, I'm scared of doing a podcast, so I'm doing it. I was scared of needles, so I was like, you know, I want to learn how to tattoo. I think it's important to face fears for the sole purpose of knowing you can get through it. Because it's, it's like you're building this picture of yourself. And a lot of people out there, and that's when the ego gets in trouble, 
where people get in trouble when they inflate their ego too much is because they're like, well, I'm the best. You know, I can do this. I can do that. If you've survived it and you've gone through that experience to get to get that feeling, good for you. But if you just think you know everything and you're not scared of everything, I don't think that's the best. But you have to do things that scare you. You have to do things that hurt. You have to do things you don't want to do because that's how you grow. So if you go through all these bad experiences or if you even, I guess, put yourself in an environment where something bad can happen or you have to stand on your own two feet and you don't have a safety net. I'm not talking about on big scales, but do it with little things because all of a sudden when something big happens out of nowhere that you can't control, you will be so much more prepared. If you talk to someone that's been in the military or had a terrible childhood or law enforcement or the medical field or anything where they're constantly exposed to bad things happening, they typically handle bad things in their personal life better. Now, you take someone that has been sheltered their whole life, let's say they did, they just were a straight line all the way through. They didn't do anything that scared them, nothing dangerous. They didn't have anything bad happen to them. You know, their worst part of their day is if their food was late at lunch or they messed up their coffee order. Now, when something bad happens to them, not something catastrophic, like something simple, like they go through a divorce or they lose a loved one or they get fired, that's when you hear stories of them, you know, committing suicide and, oh, they were always happy and, and all of a sudden, you know, that was it. Something bad happened is because they weren't prepared. And the only way you can prepare yourself for these bad situations that are inevitably going to happen in life is something that we just can't control. You have to go through bad things. So challenge yourself to do something you don't want to do every day. I'm not saying you should go out, oh, yeah, go out and get get really sick or go live on the streets. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do something that's uncomfortable if it's working out. Like, oh, man, I here's another thing. I don't understand the people that go out and say, oh, I get so many endorphins. I love working out. I hate working out. I really do. And I'm trying to slowly get back into it because of my health stuff. Obviously, I lost 58 pounds. But that was never something I wanted to do. But I forced myself to because you have to do things that make you uncomfortable. So, yeah, no one wants to wake up at the ass crack of dawn and go for a run. But if that's something you can do that makes you uncomfortable every day, then do it. Because when something happens at work and personal life, you get in a car accident, you have a a shitty neighbor that you don't want to deal with that's ruining your life, you will be more prepared to handle that because you're used to it. Imagine anything that you did for the first time. Um spoke in front of an audience, or even driving a car for the first time. That was a scary thing, right? Let's let's, let's use the car as an example. You were terrified, but now you do it every day and you don't think about it. But at one point in your life, that was uncomfortable. But the more you do something, the more comfortable you get with it. So my advice, I guess, to you is to do something every day that you don't want to do because it will condition, it will callous your mind that when something bad happens, you'll be more comfortable with being uncomfortable and you won't freak out. I mean, this is, over the last year, it's, it's been a lot personally for me. I mean, my whole life was turned upside down and I put in so much work every day to be on that career path that I was on to get to where I was and for it all to be taken away in a, in a, a blink of an eye, essentially. That killed me. Like, that really sucked. If I hadn't purposely put myself through tough situations for the last, you know, I don't want to say 25 years of my life, let's say the last 10 years of my life, I would have completely broken. I would have completely broke. 
you know, because I would have known how to deal with that. And I have my days, obviously. It's, it's, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Like, I'm mentally strong enough to get through this. I have these days that I don't get it, you know, if there's, there's all these terrible people in the world that do terrible things, and they just they don't want to do anything good. You know, they just want to sit around and, and be mean and, and not contribute. And I compare myself sometimes thinking that all I wanted to do in my whole life was to help people. That was it. I don't care. I would do it for free. I did it for free. And now I don't, I, now I can't. So it doesn't make any sense. Why, why would someone like myself be handicapped to the point that I can't help others? I didn't want to make any money. I didn't want, I didn't want the clout. I just want to do it because genuinely in my heart, I have that call to service. I have that, that want to help other people. And here I am not allowed to because of a health condition I can't control. But you can't think about it like that. You really can't. You have to think that, hey, I can't change a situation, but I can, I can change my attitude. That's why I'm doing this. You know, that's essentially why I'm doing this is because if I can help someone, just one person, you know, if one person listens to this and they're going through something tough and they're like, all right, cool, like that Danger Dorsey guy, like he, he's kind of rambling on, but it makes sense, you know, that I should do something that makes me uncomfortable because I'll be more prepared when something I can't control makes me uncomfortable. That's what it's all about. I love having, I love having conversations, and I, I hope to, to speak with all you guys soon because I love sitting down. It's a human experience. And there's so many good stories out there. You know, I'm just naming one, the, the David Goggins, because that's a book that I just finished. But there's so many resilient people out there in the world that went through so many hardships, and they failed over and over again. And it'd be so easy to give up. And I think people really only give up when they don't get mad at it. They just get sad, and they think, poor me. And that's why I hate pity. I don't want someone to, you know, empathy is good. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. It's... I don't want someone to pity me and coddle me because I'll stay in that safe place. You know, if, if you can sit there where you're comfortable and you're warm, you're in bed and, you know, you have someone you love saying, hey, it's going to be okay, that's, that's great. It's the same thing when you wake up in the morning. You know, why is it that at night you don't want to get cozy and you don't want to crawl in bed, but as soon as that alarm goes off, it feels like you're in heaven. You know, it's so warm and you don't want to get up and you don't want to go to work and and be a functioning human for that day, that's because it's so easy to stay in that comfort zone. So what gets you out of bed? Pay bills? Probably. I, I would say that most people don't have a job that they're that passionate about. It just has good benefits. It pays the bills. They don't hate it. But there's got to be something that gets you, out of the, gets you out of bed in the morning. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to go follow your passion right now. I recommend it. But you have to have something to drive you forward for those days, metaphorically, when you want to stay in bed. You get dumped by your significant other, or you feel like you don't have any friends, and you just want to stay in that nice, warm, comfortable space because you know what's out there. You have to have that, that resiliency to be like, nah, man, nah, screw this. I'm getting out of bed today. Like, the whole world's against me. There's no good reason why I should get up. I should just stay here forever, but nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get out of bed today. And that's really important when bad stuff starts happening, especially mentally. Mental illness is a whole other whole episode or conversation, 
But that goes the same for being depressed. Literally and figuratively, when you just don't want to get out of bed and you can't think of a, a good enough reason to do that, you have to have that locked away somewhere. I don't know if it's in your brain, if it's in your heart, your spirit. You have to have that reason, that resiliency, that mental callus to not want to be comfortable. Because once you fall into that comfort zone, that's where you're going to stay, man. I don't know how many people that I've worked with at various jobs or friends, you know, the older ones that have been at the same job for, you know, 30 years and they hate it. Like, I just don't get it. You spend so much time at work and they absolutely hate it, but it's comfortable. You know, they, they don't enjoy it, but it's, they don't want to apply for a new job. They don't want to take a risk. Like, well, what if this doesn't work out? It's because they want to stay in that nice, warm, cozy bed and they don't want to get up. They don't want to get up in the cold. They don't want to go for that run. They don't want to get up and, and start that day because they know what they have is comfortable. And that's no way to, to live life, man. Like We're such a unique organism on this planet that we have this consciousness. And especially in America, you know, it's changing a little bit now, but for the most part, we can still do whatever we want to do. If there's something you want to try and you give it your best effort, you can probably make it happen more than likely. On any scale, it's just people love being comfortable. That's why they invented the Snuggie. You know, they didn't invent a, an ice-cold barbed wire jacket to sit around in. You know, they, they invented something because people love being comfortable. That's why there's comfort food restaurants everywhere, and there's McDonald's on every, you know, street corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's because people want to be comfortable, and that's nothing wrong with that. But you're never going to grow. You are never, ever going to grow. If you don't get uncomfortable, if you stayed as your adolescent state where you were always sheltered and you never had a chance to be out on your own or stand on your own two feet or you never took the new job or you never picked up a new hobby or you never went out there and met this new group of friends, you would stay exactly the same. It's the process of being uncomfortable that moves you forward. And it's that process of being uncomfortable that makes you comfortable in future situations that you can handle them better. It's the thing I said before. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's where resiliency comes in. So yeah, this, I think this will be my first episode. I didn't have a timeline um, as far as how long I wanted to speak to you guys, but I really appreciate you listening. I'll probably do an episode a week. Um, it depends. Obviously, I have ups and downs in my energy that some days I can do more than others, but I want to get some of these thoughts out and everything. And if you have any suggestions on what you want me to talk about, if you want to come be on my show, just let me know. This will be on my YouTube page as well. I know I'm supposed to do like a thing where I point to subscribe and everything, but subscribe. You should do it. Listen to some more. And then the podcast audio will be posted to be announced. So I appreciate it. And just remember, guys, if there's one thing you do today is do something that makes you uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be big, but just do one small thing that makes you uncomfortable that'll force you to get out of bed to do.